Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Jeff Kennedy with Moe's Original Barbecue. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me, Lee. Look forward to talk about barbecue and business. All right, sounds good. Well, tell us a little bit about Moe's Original Barbecue. um, How'd you get started? So Moe's was originally started by, I have two partners, um, one of them, which I worked for at college at the University of Alabama, started in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, and he started with Moses Day, the namesake for the brand. And um, and then when I got into school, we we I worked for him in college. And then we moved out to Vail, Colorado um, and kind of restarted the brand out here with the roadside trailer um, back in 2001. Um converted a hay trailer into a little kitchen on the side of the road and sold out a hundred days in a row our first summer and decided to start doing brick and mortars and uh, expanding um pretty pretty quick there we did a few and um, now we're up to up to 55 restaurants um and yeah just having having a good time kind of spreading our our southern heritage and values so now um when you got started, was it kind of, did you build it in terms of, Hey, we're going to franchise this or was it something that, you know, because of the demand, it was like, Hey, I think this is a big opportunity. We can really replicate this and, and take some of these systems we've learned and really blow this out. Yeah, no, we weren't, we weren't going into it to franchise whatsoever. Um, we just, we just love hospitality and and restaurant role within America. And, um, and so we, from the trailer, we opened a couple of our own brick and mortars. And then with, with employees at the time, we started branching out to areas we liked. So ultimately, we went straight to the beach. We thought that the coolest thing ever would be to have a restaurant in Vail, Colorado and a restaurant in Orange Beach, Alabama. So um, so from there, we started started growing. We were We were about seven or eight kind of handshake deals into restaurant expansion before we started franchising we we realized we just couldn't couldn't keep a grip on on all that we had going and um decided to go with the franchise model we we kind of returned referred to it as the franchise because it was really growing especially in the beginning just with friends and family and and current employees so um maybe a a nudge looser uh situation than your typical franchise. Now, that's a great term, franchise. Uh, you should uh, do something with that. that. That sounds like a good book opportunity for guys, uh, franchising. Now, when you were doing that, obviously the pro of that is it's it's probably easier to talk to your friends and and then you can show them the ropes. And then I guess some of the negative is they're your friends, so sometimes maybe they're going to put their own spin on things and... Uh, you kind of, it's harder exactly. to protect the brand at that point. Exactly. Exactly. I, you, you said it better than I probably could, but, uh, you know, 
I think money and friends always gets a little sticky. Um, and so, but that's exactly what happened in, in making it a little easier from the front end with friends and family, which we still love having involved and, and we love that idea, but it's, it makes it a difficult, makes it the, the financial and, and difficult decisions a little more difficult to discuss just because you're good friends. So now um, when you decided, okay, we're going to make this a formal franchise and there's going to be rules now, um, did that kind of affect some of those friendships or were you able to kind of weather those storms? No, we weathered it. We're, we we still are. We still try to run it uh, um, a little to our to our franchise attorney's dismay. We still run it as a little bit of a loose version of a franchise. So um, we've de- we've decided it's okay to take the the good and the bad of it to have our our friends involved. So it's a, it's a big part of, of the Moe's original brand. I think is the is just the family friend family aura of the concept. And then when you did decide to franchise and then you had to kind of formalize the systems and then the business really, this is a different business than making barbecue. It's now you're a training and sales development and it's kind of a different uh, kind of machine that you're building when you're franchising as opposed to just running restaurants, right? Right. Yes, sir. So I think as we got into, you know, when we were doing a dozen into 20, 30, 40, it was, it was okay to be a little bit looser on the edges. Um, and then as we, as we've gotten in towards the 50 and 60 number now, um, it's getting, it is definitely turning into a, a very different um, business model for us as a team to run. We, we can run, we can run, we can run a handful of restaurants well, but, but now taking that and, and applying the systems and strategy to, to, you know, 55 restaurants and hopefully, hopefully growing from here. Um, so a very different business model for us. And we've, we've actually, the COVID probably did a lot of, a lot of good for us as a business to really get back and understand what the fundamentals of, of barbecue production were that made us successful. And, um, and now taking that back to the system as a whole and really, really just getting back to the core values, systems, processes that that may have made us successful thus far. Now, were there any kind of silver linings from this going through this pandemic? Like, did this affect maybe the, the size of a, a restaurant, the footprint, or the way that you're doing uh, curbside or delivery or open up different kind of options for the franchisee? Um, it certainly did. We've added... We've added a handful of drive-throughs now to different locations. That think the drive-through will forever be a an important part of, of restaurants again, as um, as it has been in the past. But I think this reiterated that. Um, and I, I think I think a lot of you know, aside from the the ups and downs of the roller coaster environment period through COVID, I really think in the end that most of most of what we got out of COVID was a silver lining, to be honest. It's, it's made us a, it's made us a better brand. It's made us better all the way down to a restaurant level. And it has certainly made us better as the franchise or um, the, the efforts of our team at the, at the top have just been enormous. And we have, we've learned so much and feel that we're, we're such a better concept coming, hopefully coming out of COVID. 
So now that you've moved into kind of more formal uh, franchise agreements with people that weren't necessarily your friends going in, I'm sure they're your friends now, um, but has that changed the what that ideal franchisee candidate looked like, or did they look like your original friends? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I I think the restaurant business is just difficult, and I, I think a lot of a lot of people from the outside looking in see the see the fun entertainment side of the restaurant industry, but to see the endless endless effort and long hours he put in to make it to make that work um so that's 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 a really good question it's something that we've been diving into a lot this year is what what does your perfect partner look like in the emerging market um and and i don't know that i exactly have an answer for that other than they got to be willing they got to have the passion and be willing to work extremely hard now, are you looking for kind of a, a single store operator? Or are you looking for people who already have a portfolio of restaurants and then they're just adding this to their mix? Um, do you have a feel for that? Like you want more empire builders or you want more people that are transitioning into this world for the first time? Uh, I, I think we want a little more restaurant experience. I think the, the multi-unit, um, our the multi-unit operators, um, I think, start to definitely start to get an advantage, even in, on a smaller level of scale and and business understanding. Um, so I think while we're we're open to anyone who has the passion and love for the for the industry and barbecue in particular, um, I, I think the those that are, are more understanding of of the industry are are a better fit as we move forward we we have we're partners with a handful of mellow mushroom operators i think our brands are similar um and it's it's neat to see to see their understanding of the industry um, as opposed to just bringing someone um not off the streets but from another industry into the restaurant scene and, and trying to start a new career so um a little bit of a little bit of both of those perspectives but but I, I think that some restaurant understanding is very beneficial. Now, how how are you as your team uh, grows kind of um, staying creative and innovative? Where are you getting your ideas from? Is it Do you have enough kind of franchisee where the franchisees are bubbling up great ideas? Or are you guys still going out and about and just kind of exploring best practices and figuring out ways to uh, put it into your system? I, th- I think really deriving stuff from our from our current partners we we have such a fun dynamic group of people involved and um we really look at the franchise as as a two-way street um we we want to learn from them just as they want to learn from us and and so i think collaboratively we are able to uh to be that much stronger with so many people involved with decision making instead of every decision just coming from the top it's more of a a joint effort amongst everyone. And then when you're in these different markets, how do the local markets kind of customize uh, the experience for their um, kind of locality? Are there, uh, is there enough play when it comes to flavors or, or is it pretty strict in terms of, you know, the menus, the menu? Right. So, so the way I describe it to my, we, 
we really want it from A to Z. I want it to be Mo's original barbecue and the processes and uh, identity that makes it successful. And then from Z to eternity, I want it to be our local partner, their community, their passions in life, whether it be college football, um, blues, rock and roll music. Um, so kind of take take the A to Z as the core and then let them expand on it according to their local interests and their individual interests. And that way it kind of um, captures the, the feeling from the community? Yes, exactly. A, a very, very community-oriented concept, 100%. So now in we we really feel that barbecue is community. You know, it's it is what community is all about. It it satisfies all walks of life and if it's if it's done correctly, it should really bring everyone in together to a comfortable hospitable situation. So now looking back at your life in barbecue from the first time I guess you just sat around and watched the the pig roast um, is this the way that you thought the story would end for you is, is doing something like this? Um, I probably, it's probably much better than the story that I imagined sitting around the first pig roast. Um, it's, it's really, it has really become a special, special thing, obviously to my, my partners and I and everyone involved. But I think that it's, I think that we're really able to interact with and engage many really neat communities around the country at this point. And that is, that's far more than I ever imagined on that first night of pig roasting. And it, it's one of those things where barbecue is kind of universal, isn't it? It is. It, re- it really is. You know, it's just, we really combine our two favorite genres of food from the Southeast being barbecue and soul food. And um, and so the combination of those and, and how it's served and the experience that, that we are after um, is really about bringing anyone and everyone together for um, fabulous food and and to experience relationships in a different setting. And so what's next for you as you expand? Are you looking for different parts of the country here? Are you expanding globally? Um, um, you know, we, we have one in Mexico City. That's our only one outside of the United States. Um, we are looking at looking at more around the mountain states, out to California. And then I think I think as the COVID releases its grips, I think that the the central east coast up through the north is is probably be gonna become a pretty hot spot for us is what we're seeing with some interest right now. So uh, we, you know, we are, we want to go wherever our potential partner wants to be. Uh, we love mountains, skiing, surfing, beach towns, college towns, and, and everything in between. Um, so we really just want to go where, where we and our, and our partners want to be. Well, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more about the opportunity, uh, what's the website? Moe's, M-O-E-S, original, bbq.com. And then they can find out uh, more about the franchise opportunity and they can find if there's a location near them if they're hungry, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So check out the website. You're welcome to, to call me if anybody ever wants to talk about 
what we've done. It's super fun, and we I just always love to talk barbecue and business. So I'm Jeff at MoesOriginalBBQ.com. Good stuff. Well, Jeff, again, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, you're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.